Hey guys, welcome back to Brazilian. And if you have just discovered us, hello, I'm Rafa and I'm Brazilian and I live in São Paulo. Hey everyone, yes, welcome back. And yeah, we've seen quite a few new subscribers joining us over the last couple of weeks. So thanks for joining us. And hey, I'm Lizzie, I'm British and I live in London. Yes, and today is the second episode of our mini-series focusing on education in the UK and Brazil. And in our last episode, we talked about the education system in general. So what the average person's school journey looks like in both of our countries, the types of schools we have, and so on. So there was a lot of information in there. Yeah, so if you haven't listened to the last one it might be worth skipping back an episode and listening to that first because it will definitely give you a bit more context about education in our two countries before we start talking about our next topic which is school life Yes, and today we are talking about what it's like to go to a British and Brazilian school, and it will be very much based on our own experiences. So we were both educated at state schools for our whole school lives, what we call public schools in Brazil. So Liz in the UK and me in Brazil. So it's going to be interesting to hear how our experiences compare. Yeah, definitely. So to start us off, Hafa, did you enjoy your school life? Because I can imagine that you were an excellent student. I was a very excellent student. I super enjoyed it. <laughs> Actually, I wish I could go back in time and start living that time again. Because, you know, being an adult, it's so tiring. We just have like to pay bills and bills and bills and bills every time. <laughs> so I wish I could just go back and, oh, I just need to study and then that's fine. I know, but we all hated it at the time, didn't we? We didn't know what we had. Yeah. And how about you? Did you enjoy your school life? I did, but I must say not really the education part, but I did enjoy going to school. I really enjoyed like other aspects of school life, which I'm going to talk about. But yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't an amazing student but I wasn't a terrible student I was pretty average to be honest <laughs> yeah but, but okay let's just start with the basics what does the school day look like in the UK well I think this is the first big difference between the UK and Brazil because our school day in the UK runs from around 9am to around 3pm so when I was at school we had three lessons in the morning with a 15 minute break and then we had an hour for lunch and then two lessons in the afternoon and all of our lessons were one hour long wow interesting that's very different to brazil because here you usually start at 7 a.m and then we finish at 12 30 p.m so if your school time is in the morning well if this is in the afternoon it goes from uh 1 p.m to 6 30 p.m with a 15 minute break uh after three lessons so and then the lessons were like 50 minutes long oh my goodness i would have been awful if i was the uh the, the morning student because i used to find it so hard to get out of bed that would have just <laughs> been disastrous for me um, it was the morning <laughs> student. I didn't realize that you split the school in half and half go in the morning, half go in the afternoon. Do you get a choice? No, we don't get a choice. But usually when you uh, get older, like in high school, you can attend school at night if you want to. Okay. So, you, oh, so you can work in the day. I see. Yeah. Got it. But I used to sleep all the time. So I was terrible <laughs> as well. So, but anyway, it sounds like our school day is generally like shorter here in Brazil. But however, if you are like attending a technical school, you might have like to stay longer and do a lesson here that we call post lesson. I see. And when is your main school holiday in Brazil? Usually we have two main holidays, one in July, like the whole month, and then one in December up to January. But it sounds, it kind of like goes to February as well because of carnival. Yeah, I really miss that 
about living in Brazil. I love that carnival holiday. It just seemed to go on forever. In the UK, we have a few holidays throughout the year, but the main one is in our summer, which is like July, August time. And the students get six weeks off. And I remember when I was at school, this six weeks used to feel like never ending. But obviously now like goes by in the blink of an eye. Um, And yeah, our school year is basically divided into three terms. So the autumn term, the spring term and the summer term. Oh, here the school year is divided into four terms of two months each. We call this bimestri. Basically, we have February, March, and then we have the final tests, and then we start a new one. So, but in some schools, there are also three months that we call trimester, which was the case of my school that I attended. But as Brazil is basically like sunny the whole year, we don't usually call this summer holiday or spring or autumn holidays. But I, I, I must admit that this is kind of like confusing to me. <laughs> You don't know how lucky you are that you get never-ending summer. Actually, I never know the seasons in Brazil. Like, when it's winter, when it's like... Obviously, December is summer, but... I never know the other ones because like it's sunny the whole year. I see what you mean. But anyway, moving on. One thing that I want to ask you about is, is school uniforms in the UK. I think your country is quite famous for this really like formal school uniforms. And we see this a lot like in the movies. So what did you have like to wear for schools? Yeah, so there was a school uniform at all of the schools that I went to. And for all of them, I had to wear like a shirt, a tie, a skirt and a jumper all in the school colors. And I think that the idea is just to make sure that everyone looks the same. And they also used to say at high school that it's to prepare you for the workplace where you will be expected to wear like office wear. So basically institutionalizing us from a very young age. <laughs> I really want to see pictures of you wearing this uniform. Oh, but... I have to dig them out. <laughs> uh, but did you mind wearing it? Um, to be honest, I used to hate it. And I remember watching lots of American teen movies and thinking it was so cool that they didn't have to wear a uniform. I used to think, God, it, used to, it must be so cool to go to an American school. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I see what you mean. But was it really strict about like the uniform at your school? Yeah, it was extremely strict, actually. So if you didn't turn up wearing the correct uniform, you'd actually be sent home. And people did obviously try to flex the rules. I remember there was like a trend for the way that you tied your tie and girls used to roll their skirts up to make them shorter as well. And I actually remember when I was at school, the teacher used to make us stand on the desk and he would measure how long your skirt was <laughs> to make sure that it was long enough. Because I remember there was a rule that was that said, you can wear a skirt that is one centimeter above the knee and anything shorter is unacceptable. But I'm looking back now, I think that teacher was just a massive pervert. <laughs> Oh my goodness, it's insane. But I know, like when you are very young, you do want to show your body, right? So look at me, boys. Or look at me, girls, whatever. But yeah, I remember when we were at school, we used to have like maybe one non-uniform day every year where you could wear your own clothes and you would like donate one pound to charity to be able to not wear your uniform. And it used to be stressful, to be honest, because everybody would be trying to like wear their most fashionable favorite outfit. And um, yeah, it just used to create a lot of anxiety I think amongst everybody it was better when you're wearing a uniform let me ask you now another question do you have like to wear a uniform even if you stay like on until 18 so at my school you could actually wear your own clothes from the age of 16 to 18 so that's at the point where you're kind of choosing to stay at school you know to go to uni uh, but I know that some private schools they had to switch from school uniform to wearing actual office wear for those last two years it's it's a massive change like changing your uniform or office wear it's a strange at the same time actually but anyway 
How does this compare to Brazil? What's the school uniform situation? Well, in most state schools in Sao Paulo, you must wear the school's t-shirt uh, and then that's it. There's no like full uniform. That sounds so much more practical and comfortable <laughs> than what we have to do in the UK. So is that what it was like at your school? Uh, if the school is ruled by the central government, like I mean like the city, so they usually have like the full uniform, like t-shirt, pants, blouses, sneakers, even the socks, believe me. So, <laughs> and this is not like different for girls or boys. So it's the same piece of clothes for everyone. And the school I went, I had to wear like a full one as well, which I quite liked as I didn't like have to think of what I would wear the next day. But if I didn't have like the full uniform because, you know, it was in the wash or something, I could just go with my t-shirt, which was white and a pair of jeans. Ah, I see. Actually, I think in the UK now that I think that the uniform for girls and boys is probably more similar. But in my day, it was quite different for boys and girls. So did you like wearing your uniform? Yes, because my school was somewhat like prestigious in the city. So everyone liked wearing the uniform and being seen in it. So every time I put on my on clothes, I felt like I was an alien because everyone would wear uniforms and it would be there like not wearing it. But everyone wants to show like, oh, I stayed here. Roy. It's nice though. It's a big part of your identity and you're proud. Yeah, it is. And as I explained in like in the last episode, my school was an extremely good state school and is stricter than most. So if I had gone to school without the correct uniform, the school directors would call my mother like immediately asking for a justification. If I had gone in there like three times not wearing my uniform, I would be suspended like for one day or two days. I don't remember actually, but I would be suspended. So this isn't like the standard practice for a state school in Brazil, but mine was stricter. Yeah, it sounds like your school is exceptional from what you've said. Um, mine was pretty average, to be honest. Not amazing, but not shit either. But moving on here, was it a strict school like regarding discipline? To be honest with you, I think all schools are probably pretty strict regarding discipline in the UK. And mine was no exception. Um, and there were a lot of rules that you had to follow. And there were really clear consequences if you broke the rules. And what kind of rules were there? Well, punctuality was very important, as you can imagine, with the British um, so yeah. <laughs> you had to be on time for lessons and also on time for school in the morning and if you were late that you know you would be punished um, deadlines for homework were completely non-negotiable um, you had to be pretty much dying to get an extension on any kind of homework and you wouldn't actually dare to turn up to the class if you hadn't done the homework because there would be a consequence for you in my culture everything is kind of more negotiable we could like be 15 to 20 minutes late or if we were too late we had like to wait until the next class started but we would not like ever sent home yeah i think things are a bit more relaxed about that kind of thing in brazil i think like when you were a teacher here in brazil like people used to go late to your lessons right and then you would still <laughs> like have to say oh come on please welcome well that's it no i know they did people would come like 40 minutes late i was absolutely horrified <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Now you know why. But okay, what else can you say? Um, so yes, um, and you weren't allowed to wear any makeup, no nail varnish, no jewellery, unless it was like very discreet. Oh my goodness, uh, you had to be a saint. Yeah. <laughs> And this is just a normal school, by the way. It's not, nothing fancy. Um, so no mobile phones in lessons, no chewing gum, no drinking anything other than water in lessons, no smoking, obviously, but people did. This was in the early 2000s. So many more people did smoke in those days. Mm. And we also had this really strange rule about always walking on the right-hand side everywhere you went. Even if the staircase was empty, you still had to walk on the right-hand side. Um, 
<laughs> and it was also um, forbidden to run inside the building. You could only run in the playground. Well, well, well. It's it's funny actually, and especially the part like you say, like no drinking anything other than water in lessons. Because come on, like what else would you drink? Like you mean juice? Because I was yeah. thinking here of like beer or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> No anything. Okay. But same here. Like, no mobile, no chewing gum. But I am a teacher and I have to say, I don't really care about it. Like, if you want to run, just run. If you want to use a mobile, just use it. But please just pay attention to when I'm saying things in classroom and try to do the things that you are asked to do. But I can imagine that manners and respect were very important at a British school too. Definitely. Um, I remember before lessons started, we used to have to queue up outside the classroom in silence. And the teacher wouldn't let us into the classroom until we were stood in complete silence and kind of ready to learn so um yeah also if you needed to go to the toilet in the lesson you had to ask permission from the teacher and if you wanted to speak in the lesson you would have to raise your hand shouting out was not allowed in my school um, and if the head teacher ever visited your classroom for any reason hmm. the whole class would just automatically stand up and really? show like respect yeah wow it seems like it's just like something that existed in films but this is real <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anybody standing up in Brazil. Yeah, I don't know what it's like now, but um, that was what it was like when I was at school. Anyway, was like the Sorry. discipline of the students actually good? Uh, most people did follow the rules because there were consequences if you didn't. Like what, for example? Um, so either staying behind after class, so you'd have to give up your lunch break um, if you did something wrong, or what we call detention. So that's when you have to stay at school and work for like an extra hour when everybody else has gone home. And sometimes in detention, you'd have to write lines which is where you have to write many times like I will not disrupt the class I will not disrupt the class I will not disrupt the class so I don't know how that teaches you a lesson but apparently oh they thought goodness. that it would did you go to um, detention I did have a couple of detentions I must admit I can't remember why but um I definitely did have a couple and how about your mother um, like was she pissed or no <laughs> I don't even know if she knew you know well she knows now so <laughs> okay <laughs> But in my school, if you were a repeat offender, um, you would be suspended. So that's when you aren't allowed back to school for a period of time. Or even worse, you would be excluded. So that's when you have to leave forever and find another school. Okay. And did that ever happen? Yeah. A few people were suspended and excluded when I was at school. So it definitely did happen. But one thing about my school that I was remembering when we were preparing for this is that there used to be some amazing fights at my school. And I remember it would be like in the school canteen or in the playground ground and everyone used to shout fight and then everyone <laughs> would run to watch the fight um, and it was so much fun and then the teachers would like break up the fight and then the students that were having the fight would shout 3 p.m outside and then everyone would go outside the school when we finished to see them like finish the fight <laughs> really he we would say just like Te pego na saída, so i'll catch you later really yeah oh, i love it but this was like a yeah strong memory from my school and i have to say the girl fights were so much worse than the boy fight because i remember once this girl was like ripping this other girl's hair out of her head and the other one took her off her shoe and started hitting the other girl around the head with her shoe so, they didn't yeah, know how was, to use the resources they do it was savage <laughs> Oh my goodness. Wow. Oh my god. I remember like having some fights in my school times as well, but I never shout like fight 
but I was certainly like there, like cheering up uh, for or against somebody. I also had like some fight at school, but usually there would be more than four boys trying to beat me or hit me. So no way oh I could God. be like the Kung Fu guy and start like defeating them. So, you know, I had to run. I literally, I, I remember the time that I was at school and then the boy said, I'll catch you when we finish the lessons. And then I said, oh my goodness, what's going to happen to me? And then there were four boys waiting for me. I had to run and run and run like for so many minutes until I got to my house. Oh my God, my poor Hafa. <laughs> poor me. <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. Who are these bastards? <laughs> I'll kill them. Anyway. Always away. Anyway, so how was the discipline at your school? Well, discipline was always like lacking in the two schools I went to. It all came down to how teachers approached students. So for example, there were some teachers who were more serious and consequently we had to like to follow the rules by the book. And then there were those who were more easygoing and we would allow us like to have like the freedom that we needed at the time. So do whatever you want to. We just needed like obviously to respect them, but we could do like many things that school wouldn't allow us to do but you know in general we had like to be respectful and do what the teacher said follow the school rules like the general ones you know but we always broke it it sounds like it was a bit more flexible in yeah, your brazilian school much more and also people loved walking around schools and going to the director's room just like to spend some time or even skip classes in a more like i'm not doing anything wrong way here and was that you <laughs> yes definitely i was that kind of person i used to hate geography and chemistry classes so i always had an excuse like to go to the director's room and like i don't know asking something but not to mention that when the first lesson of the day was chemistry i would often enter into school after this lesson you know like i would wait until the lesson finishes and then i would go to school because you know like we can be sent home so i knew that i could enter into school and then i would go like to a bakery or something with my friends and then we had like some chat and then we would go to school and then watch the next lesson the second one that we call i can't believe it i thought you were such an angel <laughs> i'm more like lucifer now you are but i don't actually blame you because i used to hate chemistry as well and maths all of the sciences as well i was shit at all of these subjects <laughs> i found them so boring um oh but one thing i want to ask you is how did you address your teachers in a brazilian school with raza teachers by just saying teacher right but we also have some other words for these for example, we can say professor, or we may also like cut this uh, word like a little bit, and then we say profi, profa, sora, osor. But it's very formal to say that, but it's something very cultural as well. Do you have any experiences that. with that? I, I do remember when I was teaching in Brazil, the students used to call me prof or teacher. I was an mm -hmm. English teacher. Yeah. But I really enjoy being called prof because in English, professor means like a university academic with like the highest sort of qualification. So it's quite a big deal to be a professor in English. It's not something that we use for just a general teacher. So I really enjoyed being called a prof, to be honest. I love being called as a teacher as well. You know, <laughs> teacher is a teacher regardless of their position. So but anyway, how do you address regular teachers at school in the UK so people can get to know? Well, we never call them teacher. We just say Mr, Miss or Mrs and the surname. So Mrs. Brown, Miss Green, Mr. Baker, or we just say sir for men or miss for women. This is something that I can get used to, actually. I do find it strange saying Mr. or Miss uh, as we use this word translating here uh, for elders. So we say senhora, senhor. Would you like something, senhora? Would you like something, senhor? So this is very strange for us. Yeah, it's like a very respectful way to address somebody. But I also wanted to ask you, in Brazil, are students taught according to their ability or are they just mixed? 
together in mixed groups? No, all the students are taught like in mixed ability groups. So from primary school, like to high school. And then they tried it for English classes once, but they soon gave up because parents were complaining, saying like, oh, my kid would feel like very inferior if compared to the others. So we should abolish this, blah, 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 blah. So, you know. Interesting. In the UK, you're taught in mixed ability groups in primary school. But then when you go to secondary school, you're put into set based on ability. So you're only taught alongside kids of a similar ability. So in my school, there were eight sets. So set one was the most able and set eight was the least able. Which one were you? I was in one for some things and then I was in like three for other things. So I was in set (laughs) one to three, depending on the subject. (laughs) You never got to the bottom of it. Oh, no, it wasn't that bad. (laughs) (laughs) I see. So how about sport? Is it a big thing in Brazilian schools? So how should I put it? Uh, It was very common for physical education teachers to divide students into boys and girls. Uh, Girls, they would go like play volleyball and boys playing football. So I think it might be changing now, but I'm not sure actually. So I never liked football, by the way. So I would just be there like listening to music, you know, watching people doing this kind of sport. And most boys would just call me gay because I did not like football. And I guess they will write... Yeah, tell me something I don't know. But oh my god, it, it sounds like you it sounds like you had an awful time at school, Hafa. Yeah, I used to hate physical education. I was terrible with the balls. Now I'm very good, but <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, how about in your game? Um, yeah, so PE um, was an important part of the curriculum and they're very strict about you doing it. I used to try to get out of doing it by forgetting my kit because uh, we have to change our clothes for PE in the UK. Um, but even if you forgot your kit, they would still make you do it because there was this lost property like box with these disgusting like smelly trainers, smelly t-shirts. So you, you, used to have to, you used to have to wear these clothes if you didn't bring your own. So that was terrible to be honest. I used to always try and get out of it. Um, But when I was at school, boys would play rugby, football, basketball and cricket. And girls would play hockey and netball. And then we would all play rounders, which is kind of like softball, I think. Tennis badminton and then we do athletics and gymnastics as well wow so there was a lot of variety i would love to have that in my times because you know we just had like football or volleyball and believe it or not i was actually quite a sporty person when i was at school very hard to believe now (laughs) so what about extracurricular activities is this a big thing in brazil uh in the past we would have like a school program called escola da familia so family school uh in which extracurricular activities such as chess volleyball, capoeira, which is a fight, dance, uh, dance as well, kung fu, craft, uh, languages were available for students. So I did many of them as it was very common that all the students go there uh, with their family sometimes to participate in those activities. So, you know, in the weekends. So it does not happen any longer. So most of extracurricular activities we have to pay if you are attending, you know, like private schools. They state once, they usually organize excursions to parks, cities. Okay, I guess this is like school trips in the UK. So did you go anywhere good? Oh, I went to a very nice one, which is Paranapiacaba. So I think like you've been there, right? I have. I loved it. Yeah, we had to go there and then understand how British influenced uh, that city in Brazil. So and then we had to present something in a school. Mm, nice. And how about extracurricular activities in the UK? So yeah, at my school, there were quite a lot of extracurricular activities on offer. Quite similar things to what you said. Not capoeira, obviously. <laughs> 
<laughs> but things like orchestra, choir, foreign languages. So yeah, one thing that I wanted to mention actually is about the Duke of Edinburgh's award, which is really common for students at age 14 to do. And you might have heard of it because when the Duke of Edinburgh died, Prince Philip, um, it was mentioned quite a lot in the news. Um, and it's basically an award with three levels, uh, gold, silver and bronze. And it involves learning a new skill. So like learning an instrument, for example, doing voluntary work. So it could be working with kids or old people, doing a sport and going on an expedition. So climbing a mountain or going camping. And the levels get progressively harder. But it's a really common thing for students to do in the UK because universities love the Duke of Edinburgh's award. So yeah, it's good for your application. And I kind of did the award, but I never actually completed it because uh, couldn't be bothered. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds like a lot of work. Uh, if I compare this it, here to Brazil, like it doesn't actually would count for our universities because, you know, we don't have to apply for a university. We just have to sit for a test. Yeah, there's there's quite a lot more involved um, in like a UK university application, but we'll talk about that on the next episode. But anyway, um, one thing that I wanted to ask you is about food, because I guess that you only attend school for half the day. So do you still have dinner at school? Do you still have lunch at school? Well, if you attend like public schools, you know, states once, uh, and especially in poor neighborhoods like uh, the one that I used to live in, uh, you have like meals. So rice, beans, and a piece of meat offered in the morning and in the afternoon. So people used to have like at 9 a.m. like meals like these ones that I have just mentioned. And as I always studied in the morning, I wouldn't eat that at all. But, you know, uh, as I did not have money to buy things in the canteen, I did not eat anything. So some friends, they would share like their sandwiches with me, but not always. So I would spend like the whole day dying of starvation. Uh, and you might be wondering why meal in the morning? Well, if you attended a school in a very poor neighborhood, which was my case, this is uh, what is served in the morning and the afternoon because most students, they just eat that whole day because they cannot afford like food so i see and what was the difference when you started high school because you said that you went to quite a different high school oh that was a dream so in my high school in the morning we would have like coffee and milk uh, a piece of bread and butter and other things like fruit yogurt ham and also when we finished like the last lesson we would have a lunch and if we stayed in the school like for longer, we could have like afternoon coffee and dinner as well. So how does it work in the UK? Because you were there like the whole day. Yeah. I mean, the food sounds amazing at your high school. Um, In primary school, I took sandwiches, which we ate in the classroom. Everybody did. There was no canteen. And then at high school, I had hot school dinners in the canteen. Um, But our school dinners were so unhealthy. They were basically just junk food, which obviously as teenagers, we thought was amazing. But then in 2005, which is the year that I actually left school, a TV chef called Jamie Oliver, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Yeah. Um, he had a documentary series uh, where he was kind of on a mission to improve the quality of school dinners in the UK. So he basically was shining a light on how terrible they were. And this was the start of a campaign to kind of improve school dinners. And thank God Jamie did something, right? But as far as I know here in, uh, in Brazil, there has always been a nutritionist working for the school, but probably not back when my mother and my grandmother used to go to school. So what else can you tell me about school life in the UK? Oh, one other thing that I wanted to mention is what we call our house system. And it's quite a traditional feature of schools in the UK. 
um, the school is basically divided into subunits called houses and each student is allocated to a house when they hmm. enroll. So um, you might recognize this from Harry Potter because, you know, they had Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff <laughs> and Slytherin. Really? I never knew it was something that we had like in real life. I thought it was something <laughs> J.K. Rowling made up. Good to know. Yeah. Like at my school, our houses were named after hills in our local area and you basically compete against each other in sports and in like uh, music and other subjects where you can collect points for your house so mm. then at the end of the year um the points are counted up and then the winning house wins like a trophy and how you were allocated to these houses just at random well so you don't use a hat calling your name like <laughs> Gryffindor. <laughs> unfortunately okay. not that would have been fun okay I think that's it. So we covered a lot. Thank you very much for listening to us. Don't forget to subscribe, to like our podcast, and go to Instagram to make some comments in case you would like to share something with us. Yeah. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye-bye.